Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Now, why do you think that part was there? I think it's because of this. Abraham's thinking, a child from my body? That's impossible. Definitely from Sarah's body, it's impossible. And then God says, okay, take a look up at the stars. Can you count them? Well, no. That's impossible. Hello, I'm God. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring The idea of miracles by their nature is hard to figure out. In fact, you can't figure them out. Although God doesn't have to prove himself to mankind, he sometimes does something that makes it clear that he is who he says he is. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about the church mentioned in the book of Hebrews. They were going through a tough time and were thinking about abandoning Christianity. The writer of Hebrews will give them some examples of why they should keep hanging on to Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 6 as he begins his message, God will come through. Hebrews chapter 6. We'll begin in a moment there. If you keep your finger in 6, you can head right back to Hebrews 10. We're going to actually start there and then head back to Hebrews 6 where our teaching is. I want you to clear your minds of everything for a moment. When you see the word doubt... What comes to your mind? Something came to your mind. A circumstance, a situation, a person, doubt. Well, there was doubt in the minds of these believers, this small home group in Italy, probably near Rome. Hebrews chapter 10 gives us a little picture of what was taking place. Look down at verse 32. The writer says, Remember those earlier days, after you had received the light, when you stood your ground in a great contest, in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison 
and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. Why? Because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Through this letter that probably Paul wrote, he knows that this little church in Italy is facing and has, since the beginning, all kinds of trouble. For one thing, we know historically Nero is persecuting Christ's followers. You read in these verses here in chapter 10 the different things that were going through their mind. Some of them were doubting. Why should we lose our home? Why should we be persecuted? Let's just go back to Judaism. Forget this Christianity stuff. And so in that sequence, doubt comes. Satan, doubt, the opposite of faith, comes into our minds. Now, there isn't a person in this room tonight that probably even this week hasn't doubted in some area. Well, the teaching is about God will come through. In spite of our doubts, there's a God who cares for us. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 6 and begin in verse 13. And this whole rest of the chapter has to do with God and a person called Abraham who would give us a great example of a man of faith. Certainly this man of faith doubted, we'll see that, but overall he's a great role model for us. Verse 13. Now, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. So the writer, Paul, says to these individuals who are doubting, the promise of God. Well, how about remembering Abraham? He was the father of the Jewish nation. You are Jews. Even though you become Christ followers, just like Jesus Christ, you have Jewish history, heritage. That's who you are. So the Hebrews knew this story well, but it would be good, the writer says, to go back and think about it. Because as you do, Instead of doubt, thinking about Abraham and the way God treated him and the promises that God came through with will stimulate hope and faith rather than doubt. You remember this promise that God gave to Abraham, Genesis 12. It reads like this. Now the Lord had said to Abram, leave your country and your people and your father's household and go to the nation or the land I will show you. There I will make you into a great nation. These are all the promises from God. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. This Abrahamic covenant had six really special promises. These were promises God gave to Abraham. Now, in his life, 
he did doubt some if God would bring these through. As we start this series on the end of the world, there will be people that come as we do chapters 24 and 25 of Matthew who will doubt that God is going to keep his promises. But we know that God never fails to keep his promises. So these six promises God made to Abraham, number one, he'd make him a great nation. Today in our world, there's over 13 million Jews, but their influence is much wider and deeper than 13 million. Much wider and deeper. Second, God said he would bless Abraham as an individual. He did that. Third, he would make the name of Abraham great. Just returning from Jerusalem, interesting that you would think about that because the three main religions of the world trace their history back to who? Abraham. His name is great, whether Muslim or Jew or Christian. Another promise was all peoples of the earth would be blessed through Abraham. We know that's true because it wasn't just talking about the Jewish people who were incredible in arts and science and medicine and all those kind of things. It was a spiritual thing. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, would come through the line of Abraham. Number five, God said, I'm going to give you this land, the land of Israel. It's God's land. And of course, what are the Jewish people doing today that don't understand the promises of God? They're trying to give away God's land. And that's where the difficulty comes. And number six is a personal one for you. And it's a personal one for me. Notice back in that verse, God said, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. So we want to bless Abraham and the Jewish nation. Amen? Because that's where blessing comes. They're God's people. Now, turn with me to Genesis 13. Keep your finger there. We'll be back in a moment. Genesis 13. I want you to think about doubts. When God made this promise to Abraham and Sarah, they had no children. Now, how can that be? There was no children. And yet, many of the promises had to do with offspring of Abraham, but there's no children. So you're going to see this issue of physical offspring raise doubts for the promises of God. Genesis 13, verse 14. Then the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had parted, they had gotten to the promised land. Lift up your eyes from where you are. Look north and south and east and west. All the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring. Notice the last word. For how long? You'd like to send this to the Jewish leaders, wouldn't you? The land is yours Forever, I'm giving it to you. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Any of you want to try to count the dust in your house? Hallelujah, no. Not unless you take an antihistamine or something, and then you can't count it anyway. So notice what he says to Abraham. Go, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. Now they've arrived in the land. 
One of the promises had been fulfilled. They finally arrived in the land. But remember, still no offspring, still no children. Any doubts in the back of their mind? Are they getting younger or older? They're getting older. Doubts. Scoot on over to chapter 15 quickly. Genesis 15, verses 1 through 5. Genesis 15, verses 1 through 5. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid. I might paraphrase that. Do not doubt. Abram, I am your shield, your very great reward. Don't doubt because I'm God. But Abraham said, O sovereign Lord, what else can you give me since I remain, here we go, childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no children. Now, would you call that a statement of faith or a statement of doubt? Statement of doubt. Any of you want to complain to Abraham and say you're better than that? I don't think so. Have you ever doubted God? Sure, we've doubted God. Especially in something like this that's impossible, but God said it was possible. And Abraham said, you have given me no children, so a servant of my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son coming for your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, I like this, we're not counting dust anymore. Look up at the heavens, count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Now, why do you think that part was there? I think it's because of this. Abraham's thinking, a child from my body? That's impossible. Definitely from Sarah's body, it's impossible. And then God says, okay, take a look up at the stars. Can you count them? Well, no, that's impossible. Hello, I'm God. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. He was trying to stimulate his faith. And I think what's very important for you and I, look back at verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to him. What am I teaching? The word of the Lord. That's where faith comes from. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what erases our doubt. Now, sometimes God has to come to us again. This isn't the first time. This has been repeated and repeated and repeated. Verse 6, you should have circled in your Bible. After this encounter, Abram believed the Lord. And he, God, credited it to him as righteousness, as right with God. Somehow, in spite of the doubts, Abraham got it. He believed God and his promise. He believed he would become a father and that his offspring could have children and eventually they'd have children and eventually the whole world would benefit. First thing I want you to write 
is this. God wants to bless us so we can bless others. You see, Abraham is going to be blessed. It's going to be a huge blessing to him. But the long-term effect of this is not Abram. It's the world. It's you and I. So as Abraham believed, notice, as Abraham believed, he became right with God. This is very important. He became right with God without works. God didn't say, do 43 spiritual push-ups and you'll be right with me. No, he said, believe, believe, believe. Now, this is 1,400 years before circumcision, and this is hundreds of years before the law. So it wasn't a matter of being right with God by obeying the law or by being circumcised. It was simply being right with God by belief. No different than the way you and I believe today. So the second thing that I think you see in this passage is this. God not only wants to bless us, but God wants us to be people of faith. In other words, to believe all his promises. And that is not a works-based. That comes from faith and faith alone. That's what Martin Luther finally stood up for. And he said, we're not saved by indulgences. We're not saved by giving to a church. We're saved by believing in the scripture. Now, in Galatians, I want you to see this. Good for us to be reminded because we're such of a works-based world. Look at Galatians chapter 3. The real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. Now let's stop. Are you a child of Abraham? If you're a Christian, you are. It goes back to our father of the faith. What's more, the scriptures look forward to this time when God would declare the Gentiles, that's most of us, a few of you are Jewish, to be righteous. Why? Not because they were circumcised. Not because they did good works. Not because they tried to keep the law. Because of their faith. And God proclaimed this good news to Abraham way before the law, way before circumcision, long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. That is huge for us. That is absolutely huge to us. You're right with God. Not because you're a member of Calvary Chapel, not because you tithe, not because you're a good person, not because whatever. It's because you believe the promises of God. Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord can be saved. It is our belief. Now, turn back to Hebrews chapter 6, where you were. Look at verse 15. And so after waiting patiently, say the word with me, patiently. How many like that word? Just be honest. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Well, did Abraham wait patiently? Well, he did. For a lot of years, he waited patiently. Let me share with you in Genesis 21 to remind you what really took place. He waited actually 25 years for God to come through. 
25 years. That's older than some of you are here. 25 years. Look at Genesis 21. The Lord kept his word. I love that. And did for Sarah exactly what he promised. She became pregnant. She gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God had said it would. And Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. The next thing I want you to write is this. God requires us to patiently walk by faith until he fulfills the promise. During those years, God was at work because we're kind of outcome-oriented people. One of the things we forget is that God is always at work in the background of my life. Wherever you're at in your walk with God, he's at work. He's developing you. He's placing circumstances in front of us and all kinds of tests and all kinds of difficult things that we can walk through. There's times we're in the mountains. It's just wonderful on top. Everything's incredible. A few days later, we find ourselves in the valley. He's the God of the mountain. He's the God of the valley. He's always at work. During these 25 years, did God just say, I'll see in 25 years? No, he was always at work. In his life. God is at work in your life. Now, sometimes we don't see that. We don't understand what's really taking place, but God's at work. And he's developing you, as Romans 8 says, to become like him, like his son in that character. Now, during those years, during these times, let's be honest, we're not patient. We become anxious. We have doubts. We have fears. God will not come through. I often think if we could take this whole thing and put it on our frames today, think Abraham probably thought as he went along all these years, I should have bought stock in the pregnancy kits. Because month after month, old Sarah would go in. Is there a plus? Or is there a minus? There's a minus. He could have got rich. 25 years times 12. Think of that. Go down to the pharmacy. Hey, boy, bay, it's you again. It is. Another month. Over and over and over. Finally, the plus comes. It's incredible. She's pregnant. It's going to happen. He's 100. She's in her 90s. But how many times did they doubt? Today, Pastor Mark taught about the amazing story of Abraham. You heard about all of the amazing promises God made to him about his children when Abraham and Sarah didn't have kids. You got to hear about the challenges that they went through and the mistakes they made. You also heard about the graciousness and encouragement God gave to Abraham. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. 
feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, God Will Come Through. You'll hear about the critical factor in becoming a true follower of God, which is faith. Pastor Mark will show how Abraham's faith made him right with God and how Abraham's example of faithfulness is one for you to follow, even though he made mistakes and had to get right with God again. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.